verse this morning. Praise God. I don't really think it's a nasty spirit myself. I think it's just something God stirred me up to tell you. Praise God. Second Chronicles, Brother Rachel brought me right back to it last night. I'm going to preach a sermon. God has given me a camp meeting sermon out of this chapter. And if I'm after to preach at camp meeting this year, it's what I'm going to preach. But I'm just going to give you a little shot of it in a Bible study this morning. Praise God. If my people, everybody say God's people, which are called by my name. Do you know what his name is this morning? What is his name? What's his name? Hallelujah. How many of you have been baptized in his name? then you're called by his name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land now mine eyes shall be open He didn't say after he prophesied through this prophet that he's going off on a long journey and take a rest and pay no more attention to him. But he said, now mine eyes are going to be open and my ears are going to attend to the prayer that is made in this place. Now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there for a month or two. For how long? And mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. One of you out there said at all times. And as for thee, if thou wilt walk, did you know, I wish that word wasn't in there, but it is, if. But as for you, if you will walk before me as David thy father walked. It's an amazing thing that David's in this chapter this morning. Because as I get to working this morning, I'm going to work on destroying David's house this morning. Anything that God has ever built up, Satan wants to tear it literally to pieces and make it uh, no more. None at all. Praise God. But those that are of David's house are going to preserve David's house. Amen. 
And he said, And as for thee, if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shalt observe my statutes and my judgments, <clears throat> then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom according as I have covenanted with David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. <coughs> but if you turn away and you forsake my statutes, you wonder what the statutes are you're holding them in your hand this morning if you're wondering what the commandments are you're holding them in your hand this morning and he said but if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments which I have set before you and shall go and serve other gods and worship them then will I pluck them up by the root out of my land which I have given them and this house which I have sanctified for my name and think of this he's talking about the church house and this house which I have sanctified for my name will I cast out of my sight and I'll make it to be a proverb and a byword I'm going to preach one of these days when you're nothing but a byword and a proverb. But this morning I'm going to preach on if you'll humble yourself and pray, I'll be your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray this morning. Praise God. You may be seated. God evermore said to this group of people, if you don't pray, if you won't humble yourself, you'll become a byword in the land. And I believe this morning that still happens. And it still is existing. You folks have lived to see a dreadful hour come upon us when even the men of the cloth are as evil as evil men on the streets. Amen. When men who hold the position of the sacred desk live in drunkenness, live in bribery, live in adultery and fornication, you just might as well say amen. Amen. You're not catching me there. I'm not preaching about myself this morning. 
Praise God. I done proved my life before you people. I don't have to prove nothing. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. You that's been around here for years knows the truth. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you this morning that if you're going to have the victories in your life that you want, it's going to be because you have developed a prayer life. A prayer life. And I'm not talking about the kind of prayer life that mommy taught you. I'm not talking about now I lay me down to sleep. And I'm not talking about the kind of prayer life that some denominational preacher taught you. How to get you a prayer book and read prayers out of it. But I'm talking about the kind of prayer life that comes from a Holy Ghost filled individual that makes you pray in the Spirit and utter in the Spirit as God prays through you. Amen. Praise God. Now, <clears throat> first of all, it's a sad thing, but we have to be reminded all the time where we come from. And if we would keep in mind that when God found us, we weren't anybody to be proud of. Some of us were of some very low degrees of life. And some of us were not very immoral people, but we were sure stuck in a rut in some denominal church somewhere. Probably them that were stuck in a rut in a denominal church somewhere was more lost than you that was just plain outright sinners in a low moral estate. Amen. But thank God, anyhow, he saw fit to pick us up and to wash us and to cleanse us up and make us his. And I read this morning in the book of Ezekiel, the 16th chapter, I find that God is speaking to a nation very much similar like what he was talking about when he found us praise God and when God found this group of people it was just like us and he said in thy nativity in the fourth verse he said and as for thy nativity of the 16th chapter of Ezekiel he said, In the day that thou was born, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou was not salt at all, nor swaddled at all. In other words, when I found you, your mother didn't care about you, neither did your daddy. You was just a child in the way. 
And uh, you can be proud of your natural parents, of which you should be. The Bible said for us to give honor and respect to them. Amen. And uh, I think even if your mom and daddy's evil, you can still give them some respect. Amen. These psychiatrists running all over the country, they're going to tell you that the reason why you're evil is because of your mom and dad. And you know they had to go to six years of college to learn that. But all I had to do was pick up my Bible and read out of the book of Psalms. And he said, in sin did your mother conceive you. And you were born and shaping in iniquity. And it didn't take me six years to learn that. I'm going to tell you, you're, you're not evil because your mom and dad's evil. You're evil because you have not been born again of the Spirit of God. You have not been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Baptized for the remission of your sins. That's why every one of us was evil before we got here. Amen. And your real mother is this world. And your real father is the devil. And the world don't love you, and neither does the devil love you. They'll both use you for what they can get out of you, and then they're through with you. And you need to find out nobody cared about you. I seen a big old party last night down there by my house. Man, they was piles of them down there. I had to drive through a pile of young people. I didn't know what they was going to do uh, all over the road. And I told the wife, I wonder what's going to happen for 2 o'clock in the morning. But it... It broke up down there. It didn't seem to get too wild down there. But I'm going to tell you what. They think they're having a time. And the old boy that throwed that party is great old Joe. He's the best old Joe you ever seen. But you let the best old Joe run out of money and can't throw no more parties. And you see how great Joe is. better believe it I used to throw them parties I had the cabin on the lake and the boats and I furnished the wine and the whiskey and the beer boy you better believe it we covered the hillside But I'm going to tell you the day come when I couldn't even afford a can of beer. And when I couldn't, they were on another hillside. Amen. I know what I'm talking about this morning.
And God said, right here in his word, None I pitied thee to do any of these things unto thee, to have compassion upon thee, but thou wast cast out in an open field in the loathing of thy person in the day that thou was born. I don't mind telling you I'm glad that I've got the Lord Jesus Christ that's given me something to live for this morning. Praise God. I've got friends. I was thinking last night, Brother Rachel, this push comes to shove. They're going to find out this is not a little old church sitting over here on the corner by itself. But it's an organized church with a big organization behind it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But you're not ever going to have a move of God without a battle. You just forget that. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you one thing. God's going to have his wonderful way in this thing. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you what this morning. We need to remember where we come from. If we remember where we come from and we don't want to go back there, we will pray. We will humble ourselves. Amen. We won't mind getting down and praying. We won't mind humbling ourselves. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you this morning, there is a great life in this thing this morning. In Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, I'm going to show you how you ought to build your home. You can build your home so it is so strong that all the powers of hell can't tear it down. You say, well, I don't know about that, Brother Elder. I do. The devil said, I get old Job, but you got a hedge built up around him. And sometimes I've heard the devil say to God when I was praying, I get him, but you got a hedge around him. And sometimes when I was praying, I'd say, Lord, just keep the hedge around. I've seen some folks going to get the devil, and they attacked him, and for his old with, he just made a big fool out of them. You better make sure before you attack the devil, you're strong enough to take him on. Amen. I'm going to tell you one thing. The devil won't never come to you unless you're in a weakened condition anyhow. Because he's afraid of you when you're strong. Amen. Amen. He's the biggest yellow coward you ever seen. I'm not preaching on him this morning. But if you went to Isaiah, you'd find out that even the men of pomp, splendor of brains and intellectuality and all these things, when they look at the devil at the end of all time, they're going to say, you mean this is what made us weak? That's the word of God I used on you. Hallelujah. He's a scrawny little liar as all he is. But boy, people love to suck up his lies.
Praise God. And I'm going to tell you, you can build your house so strong that all of hell can't shake it apart. I looked at my wife last night before I went to bed and I said, I don't care what any superintendent preaches. I don't care what any preacher preaches. I don't care what the saints think. I'm sticking with that word right there. And I'm going to tell you something else. I don't care what kind of a world I'm living in. It didn't change the word and it didn't change God. And God is the same today as he was yesterday. And that scripture, and some folks better remember, we're not living in modern times. We're living in God's world. Amen. And he's the same today as he was yesterday. And I know one thing more than a lot of folks do today is I'm closer to his judgment than any generation that's ever lived on this earth. And I'm going to meet the man with the book showing him I've done all I know how to do to obey it. And I had men my equal that tried to sway me away, but I ain't getting out of the way because a man my equal swayed me out of the way, a lion would kill me. God told that prophet, don't you even leave the way. But he listened to another man, his own equal. lion ate him just like God said he would let me tell you something you can make it to heaven this morning on what you know if you don't ever give up what you know but if you let go of that for some high confluting friend for some prestige for some squalling mama church more than you do me why don't you stand up like a bowed up lion and say I don't love that church I love God and his word more than I do you amen I'll tell you there's a lot of things that turn you out of the way here's a bunch of these Bikini's going to come out pretty soon. Boy, we got some good looking women in here. Wouldn't they look cute in bikinis? Well, I'm glad, Brother Rachel, I don't have to look at them in bikinis. I ten times to a million rather see them in their holy dress and their godly hairdos. Glory. 
Amen. Amen. Don't let the stupid devil tell you you look better naked. He won't tell you what goes along with nakedness. You'll have to experience it the hard way. It's the reason why God put clothes on Adam and Eve. Because it wasn't fitting and proper to run around naked. Somebody said, well, they didn't have clothes on to start. No, but after they sinned, they did. Because then they knew bad and good. And God said, you better keep some clothes on so you can stay good. You don't like this kind of preaching. There's a door out there. Hallelujah. Amen. If you like it, say amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to tell you now, the reason why I say things like this is if you don't pray, that stuff will get you. I'm going to tell you something, preacher. I said preacher. If you don't pray, that stuff will get you. And if it'll get the preacher who you think you are. And I'm going to tell you something. Jesus Christ had to pray. So who do you think you are? Well, I'm a son of God. Then pray like the son of God. Come on. Hallelujah. You're going to have to pray if you want deliverance. If you want everything right, you're going to have to pray right. Praise God. And God will be your God. And you will be his people. You absolutely can pray your husband out of the mess he's in. All you got to do is stay in that altar. And they'll all wonder how it all happened. Praise God. Some of you look at me like I'm some kind of a joke, but I'm not. Amen. Now in Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, in the fourth verse, it said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is a blessed holy trinity. Man, it's quiet in here. Did I do something wrong? How many of you want the right results? If you want the right results, you better do the right thing. First of all, obey the book. It said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. One Lord. And if you pay close attention to that writing, that's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which means all-sufficient God. Amen. 
no other God before him and no other God behind him and no other God above him and no other God underneath him and if you want me to I'll give you scripture Isaiah 44 and 8 and no God on the right side of him Oh, but you better read Revelation said, I'll see him on the right hand of God. I did too. But there still wasn't two of them there. And get me started on this Godhead now, because when I get through, I work you over a brand new motor. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll prove to you God's one. There's only one throne. One sitting on the throne. Read Hebrews 1 and 8. Praise God. Not right now. Sometime when you think you got time. God said to his son. God said to his son. Thy throne, O God, is forever a sceptre of righteousness. Hebrews 1 and 8. There's one Lord, one God, and Him only shalt thou serve all the days of thy life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And somebody try to make us think time they get to the new testament there might be three gods then why did Jesus use this very verse on the rich young ruler and the Bible said he went away sorrowfully he used that very verse on him right there the first and the great commandment of God that's the first and the great commandment of God you don't worship any more than God which is one Lord hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now he didn't only say that you was to do this, but he said in these words which I command thee, this is a commandment this day, shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. You know, if some of you folks would sit around in your house and talk about the Godhead and the wonderful things of the Word of God and teach and instruct your children, hallelujah, of the words of God instead of all the troubles of each other. You'd raise up some wonderful children and wonder how you did it. And he said, this is what you're to do. You're commanded to do it. Sit around in your house and teach your children the holy scriptures. There's one God and him only shalt thou serve. Hallelujah. And he said, thou shalt bind them for a sign upon your hand. Some folks said, well, I don't know if I want them to know I go to that church down there or not. Who you forsaken, us or God? Right. 
He said, but let me tell you something. If you don't want nobody to know who you are, you're ashamed of something. They say, what church do you pastor, Reverend? I say the one out on 17th Street, Apostolic Faith Tabernacle. Oh yeah, I know where that's at. It's an amazing thing. There's more folks in this town knows where this is than I believe there was. Amen. Somebody's saying something about us. We better get out and tell the other folks the other side of the story. Amen. Amen. You bind them on your hands. Hallelujah. And they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. I could preach another sermon right here. He said, I'll put my seal in your forehead. I'm going to tell you, it's indelibly sealed in my mind that I'm a one God apostolic. I don't belong a little bit to this church and a little bit to that church and some to this church. I am 100% one God apostolic, tongue-talking, holy roller, Jesus' name, born again. And I'm proud of it and I'm not a little bit ashamed about it. Where'd you get all that in a prayer meeting? Started right here in the altar. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, that's where you're going to keep it at too, right here in the altar. Praise God, right here in the altar is where you're going to keep it at. If you don't get in the altar, you won't keep it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now I'm going to show you something. This, what we preach this morning, can stand the test. I said it can stand the test. Amen. Thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. When they come in the gate, I should say out there, I'm an apostolic. Please no smoking in this house. <laughs> you ain't telling me how to run my house, preacher. I know it and neither is God. Hallelujah. Man got in my car one day and he said, "Mind if you mind if I smoke?" I said, "I sure do." You don't light up in this car. You know why? As soon as I let him out, I go over to your house and pick you up, and you get in the car and say, "Huh, brother, there must have been smoking today." You know what he did? He lit up. You know what I did? I pulled over at the curb and said, get out. 
He ain't welcome to ride in this car. I told you not to light up. Oh boy, come in to sell me some insurance into the parsonage right next to the church. And you folks come over there when we was over there all the time. I never knew when you was coming in, when you was going out. He said, you mind if I light up, Reverend? I said, I sure do. You don't light up in this house. So he lit up. And he looked at me and I said, I'm going to tell you something, bud. If I was going to buy something off of you, I'm not now. You just messed my house up. Get out of here. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, you need to be nicer. No, we need to live the life. If we live the life, they'll know we mean what we preach. Amen. The world's tired of hypocrites. Preach one thing and do another. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm telling you how to build your house so it'll stand in this day. Now this is what God commanded Israel to do. And every house that did it reaped beautiful results out of it. I'm going to show you something now. You turn your Bibles open to Daniel and I'll finish up the morning in the book of Daniel. And he said, if my people, and I'm one of his people, which are called by his name, and I love the name of Jesus, will humble themselves and pray, he said, I'll be your God. He didn't say, I'd keep you out of trouble. He said, I'll be your God. You would never know he was your God if you never got in trouble. You gotta have a God that can deliver you if you're gonna have a God. Some folks say, well, I wanna go to church, but I don't wanna go to one where you have any troubles anymore. Well, let me ask you something. How are you going to live in this world the rest of your life without any troubles? And I'm going to tell you something else. I tend to one rather have troubles with God helping me out than I would troubles with my dumb relatives and all of the devils in this earth are helping me out. You go to them psychiatrists. When they get through with you, you really will be crazy. And I'm going to tell you something else. If psychiatrists know so much and got so much on the ball, why are they the highest rate of suicide in the nation? I tell you why, because they've forsaken living waters and it's just like old brother T.W. Barnes said you want to know why high 
suicide is so high among psychiatrists I'm gonna tell you why is because in these colleges they teach him there is no God and when you get into psychology you are God and you are equal with God and if you're ever going to have a good life it's because you by your intellect figure out how to make your life great in this world and so now they get this super high degree and here they come and they open up their office and here comes devils in walking off the street devil possessed people walking into their offices and the next thing you know them devils are jumping all over them and getting in them because they don't have the power to keep them off of them or to resist them and the only thing left to do is to kill yourself to get out of this mess I thank God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost this morning. I thank God for the name of Jesus Christ this morning. It is all power and it will deliver you. But you got to run to the tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And they that run into it are safe. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to show you something here. Things have not changed for 10,000 years. I don't care how long you believe the world is old. Next week I'm going to wash my glasses before I come. Hallelujah. I don't care how long you believe the world is old. Believe anything you want to. Ain't nobody on earth knows anyhow. I've heard preachers preach I heard Brother Westberg preach the other night he gave you two theories I'll give you some of mine Brother Rachel will give you some of his you go down here at the college they'll give you some of theirs there ain't nobody on earth knows how long this earth has been here but I can tell you what I know where it's going and I can tell you, you better be ready for it when it happens. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you, man has not changed one bit. Man is just like he's always been. He's always desired to act like there's no God. Because if there's no God, there's no judgment. Because if there's no God, there's no accountability. And man don't want to be accountable for his evil deeds and his wickedness. But I'm telling you, there's a God in spite of them all. And they're going to run smack into his judgment door. And I'm telling you, we are too, and we better be right when we get there. Amen. Amen.
Hallelujah. Now you listen to this. Here, old Nebuchadnezzar has captured Jerusalem. See in the first verse, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Judah, Jerusalem, and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, and the part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. To the house of his God. You notice one God's capital G, the other's little G. And he brought the vessels unto the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Aspenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, and of the king's seed, and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well favored, and skillful in all wisdom, and cunning in knowledge, and understanding science such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning in the tongue of the Chaldeans. They brought a whole bunch. It'd be just like coming in here and taking a bunch of us off and making eunuchs out of the men and saying, now you're not going to serve your God no more. You're going to serve our God. You're not going to talk English anymore. You're going to learn to talk our language. And you know what? 99% of men here would say, okay. Because if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to cut your head off with a sword. quiet in here this morning. But you know, there's some folks that have sold out to God and they could care less what comes in here. It is not going to change them. These boys have been trained. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord until they believed that Jehovah was God. Jah is God. Jah is God. Jah is God. Jehovah is God. There is no God but Jehovah. They said, well, looky over here. We got our standing up. There's a God. Yeah, but did he cause Jericho walls to fall on the ground? Did he open up the Red Sea? Did he rain manna down out of heaven? Did he take a whale and break him up into quail? Y'all laughing about that, aren't you? I picked up a little old thing out of a, we got one of those bread things at our house and it said, who took a whale and made quail out of the whale? And I looked at Anna, I said, let me see that stupid card. I wonder what it's doing in there. So it gave chapter and verse for it. And I started reading my Bible. And that's exactly what God did. Took a whale and made quail and fed Israel. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ain't hard for God. He made the whale and he made the quail. Hallelujah. And God only knows what he could make right now if he wanted to. Come on. Go all through your sciences. Hey, you know, I got a lot of them. I sit down the other day and I begin to think about a whole lots of them. I want scientists to come up with like how a virgin can get pregnant. Y'all don't believe in the virgin birth? these smart aleck scientists I'd like for him to explain one thing to me I'd like for him to explain to me how Jacob took a stick and skin it and stuck it in the watering trough and every cow that drank out of that thing come out when she got pregnant the calf come out all in Jacob's favor spotted would you show me somehow or another you can skin a stick and put it in a cow's watering trough and make it have spotted calves? Jacob did it. Honey, this is not a science book. This is a book of salvation and you're never going to get it unless you obey it and believe it. That's not a math book. It's not a science book. And I'll tell you something else it's not. It's not a book to argue with. It's a book to obey, to hearken, and to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. I said, we got these young boys out of Jerusalem. Now we're going to fix them up here. Hananiah, did you ever read that? Did you ever read in there where he did that? Huh? Look in the seventh verse. He said, Now unto the prince of the eunuchs, he gave names. For he gave to Daniel the name of Belshazzar, and to Hananiah Shadrach and the Michelle Meshach and Azariah Abednego I'm in the seventh verse of the first chapter of Daniel now Hananiah we know that you're a son of Heman the great singer we know Hananiah that that uh You come out of David's house. David was great. But ours is going to be greater. And everything David built, we're going to tear down and do better. (laughs) 
Hananiah, your name means God is gracious. But we're going to change your name to Shadrach, which means servant of sin, the God of the moon. And Daniel, we're going to change your name too. Your name means God is judge. But we're going to name you Belteshazzar, which means Baal will watch over you. We're going to change your name, Michelle, to Meshach. We know you're one of the sons of Koah. We know that your name means who what God is. But when we change your name, it's going to mean to who what sin is. I'm going to tell you something today. There's forces today that's going to change your name. Even since God's changed your name. To Azariah, your name means God is your keeper but we're going to change your name and your name's going to mean that you are God of science and of learning boy it's quiet in here this morning How many of you want me to quit and go home? And uh, so they changed all of them's name from being the children of God to being the children of Baal and Esther and of this world. God found you in your beginning and you wasn't nothing. And he picked you up and forgave you of your sins. And you was baptized in his name the only name that could forgive you and wash away all your sins and then he put his spirit in you but if you think it stops there you're kidding yourself the world ain't happy about it and neither is the devil and they're out to change your name
your kids will come to give you back an ungodly worldly name thank you brother Rashad some folks say don't talk about my kids you don't wake up you'll be more foolish than they I got children my son said to me on the phone dad last night dad I said what I'm burnt out I said, how long you been on the field, son? He said, nearly five years. I said, is this the first time you ever burn out? He said, no. I said, it happens about every year about this time, right? Yeah. I said, did you ever stop to think that you're going to be involved and a whole bunch of camp meetings and district conferences and it won't be just you preaching every night you'll finally get your tank filled up just settle down you'll get your tank filled up you'll be able to run another year I'm going to tell you something the world's out to drain you Brother Rachel knows what I'm talking about. He's been doing it for 13 years. He said, it's rough out here, Dad. I said, I know it. But God's grace is sufficient. He turned around and said to Brother Cheryl, he said, man, when he kicked me out of the house, I said, quit your lying. You didn't get kicked out of the house. You wanted to leave home, remember? He said, I believe I better go. I said, I believe you had to. <laughs> Praise God. This world's going to change your name. They're going to drain you if they can. Amen. Amen. They're going to make you other than what God made you. He said, how do you know that, Brother Elder? Well, let's see. Turn to Daniel, the third chapter. Now, if there's anything a man's proud of, it's his own inventions. I've had men take me out and show me things they made that I almost wanted to die laughing, but I didn't. I've had other men take me out and show me things they made that I was literally astounded and stood there and listened very intently. Amen. You better believe it. You better not say nothing about either one of them because they was both proud of them. Sometimes all you better do is grunt. Smile. You're the dumbest thing there is. The most naive. 
folks look at some of us preachers and say they're so stupid, they're so naive, they don't know what we are. It takes some of you a long time to find out what we are, don't it? Hallelujah. Praise God. That old Nebuchadnezzar made him up something, boy, he was proud of. He made him an image of gold, whose height was threescore cubit, and the breadth thereof six cubits. Now, I just don't mind telling you, I'd be real happy to find a chunk of gold like that in my backyard. Man, that thing was 60-some feet high. I seen a gold bar one time when I was down in Kentucky. They, they wouldn't even let me walk off with that. It was only about that long. Looked like a stick of butter. Solid gold. Hey, no wonder he was kind of proud of that invention, wasn't he? Son, if he had it today, he'd really be strutting. Six cubits wide. How many feet is that wide? Six times 18 inches. Well, that's, huh? Nine feet. Brother Rasho, you know good and well you'd like to find a chunk of gold like that in your backyard. Nine feet wide and 60 feet high. You wouldn't have to pull that trailer around no more for sure. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes. Uh-oh. Here we go. This is a special meeting. Even the governors are invited. The captains. Ooh, the judges. The treasures. Boy, you're going to have gold out there like it. You better have him around watching Counselors, oh yeah, had all of the shrunk heads out there too. And now he's got them important people, the sheriffs. All the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Boy, he's proud of this. They, there's nobody, nobody in this kingdom ain't going to come see this. Look at this chunk of gold. I wonder what all he had to melt to get that thing that big. I was out there in Colorado a few years ago and they gave me some rocks. I used to throw them around at some of you people to teach you something. Maybe I need to throw one to Brother Butch. I used to pick a rock up out of the street and give it to an individual in one hand. I'd say, hold this rock in this hand. 
say hold this rock in that hand. So what's the difference between them rocks? Yeah, I know most everybody I gave them to said so I don't see any difference at all. I said the difference is in this rock it's nothing but a rock. But in this rock that you're holding in your hand there's gold in it. But get the gold out of it you got to heat it up over 2,000 degrees to get it out of there. And I said, if you want God to get the gold out of you, quit worrying about the heat. Praise God. <clears throat> You're going to go through some heat. This old boy, I have no idea how much rock they would have had to melt it to get that much gold. They might have had to melt one of them whole Colorado gold mines to get that much solid gold stacked up. And he's so proud of this that he, he just got everybody coming. And uh, we'll play some music. We're going to worship this golden image. We might play that song, Your God's Dead Today, Mine's Alive Now. No God like Esther, an old wicked, illegitimate woman they worshiped. Baal is going to deliver us now. Make us greater than... Boy, who knows what they got out there. Die. They probably wasn't playing country music that day. But I bet it was a whole lot the spirit of rock music today. And they said, now we know... That God is gracious unto you, Nehemiah, Hananiah. And we know that you're what God is, Michelle. And we know that God is your keeper, Azariah. But today, you're going to worship the God of sin and become what sin is. And become the God of science and learning. Because everybody... That don't fall down and worship this thing it's going to get thrown in the fire furnace and can't you just see Hananiah and Azariah and Michelle and they said oh my goodness we better start praying listen to what's happening That's modern Pentecost. No, they didn't say we better start praying. They'd already been praying. They had a memorial built up in heaven. They'd been praying every day. They said we want him to be our God and we're going to be his people. 
we don't mind humbling ourselves and praying to him every day. This ain't a thing we got to go pray about. We've already been praying about it. We've done God our prayer life built up in God. I don't believe they had to run and have a prayer meeting at all. They just stood there grinning. Security can't sheriffs falling down there. They wasn't leaning on their six shooters now, boy. They was falling down there <laughs> worshiping that golden idol. And them shrunkheads said, Oh my goodness, if I don't I'll lose my head in my job. This wasn't funny to them. It was just everyday living just like it is to us. It wasn't funny to them. It was real life. It really happened. But they said, we're not bound. We ain't bound. We ain't worshiping your dumb God, nor your dumb idols, nor your dumb music. Wish I had these teenagers in here. You need to learn to quit worshiping their dumb music. That way their dumb God won't have so much influence on your dumb life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, so, well, did you hear what happened to old so-and-so? Nope. Who is so-and-so? I don't know the country and western stars. I know Jerry Lee Lewis. He's a backslidden Pentecostal. His day's coming just like Elvis Presley's came. Give him God's allotted time. It'll happen to him. Elvis shoved God in the corner and God said, No, you don't neither. Elvis sang in one of our general conferences, Brother Rachel, in Tennessee in 1957. God gave him a lot of time and said, no, nah, it's all over with now, boy. I'm telling you, you better get away from that dumb music and worshiping them dumb gods before it's too late. But these boys have prayed and fasted every day and they knew God was their God. So how do you know, Brother Elder? It's right here in the Bible. They wrote it down so I could prove it. Praise God. Everything fell down there in worship but Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego 
and they did not fall down there so that old king called them in and said now boys I'm going to give you one more chance next time you better do it and he's they said we look read this here 17th verse of this third chapter if it be so our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace he'll deliver us out of thine hand O king but if not be it known unto thee O king that we will not serve your God we're not worshiping your golden image we're not worshiping your music we ain't having anything to do with your religion boy you talk about a king getting mad said old Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his visage changed I bet he looked something you ever seen somebody that was mad crazy mad that's the way them kings get over there he told him he said you heat that furnace up seven times hotter than it's ever been and he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, we'll see, see if your God can match my tough men. Come on. Oh, I'm going to tell some of you something in here. The Lord been talking to me about a lot of you single women. You know what? You think a man's your answer. If you think another something another is your answer. But I'm going to tell you what God told me about you this last week. He said, Cursed be the man that trusteth in the arm of flesh. you fixing to draw a curse on yourself unless some of you get your heads on right. I said it. We'll see if I'm a true prophet or not. He said, Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments that were cast in the midst of the burning fire furnace. Therefore, because the king commandment was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of fire slew the, those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Those mighty fellas, the fire killed them. That's how tough they was. That thing must have been pretty hot. That when they threw them in there, the fire killed them. And old Nebuchadnezzar, the king, the 24th verse, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, old king, we got them all. All three of them. He answered and said, Lo, and his knees probably knocking together about now. 
said there's four of them in there and they're loose. Walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Brother Elder thinks you gotta pray every day. Every time you come to church, he's always hollering about praying. Hey, some of us, we're gonna keep somebody close to us that has the form of the Son of God. We're gonna pray because we want him to be our God and we want to be his children we're not going to pray because the preacher makes us pray we're going to pray because we want God to be our God You know, Daniel got out of this thing slick as all get out. Sure did. Didn't have to be in none of it. Baal must have protected him. But there come a day, boy, when old Daniel was in trouble too there was some hands writing on the wall many many tinkle you farce old king said hey get all these smart guys up here all these soothsayers all these guys that knows everything get them up here I need to know what's going on. They come dragging all of them out there. Them guys started looking and they started, their knees started knocking too. See over there, they don't play around. I've been over there. It's still like that today. They don't play around. Them kings over there take a sword and cut your head off and your execution and your trial is about 15 minutes long. They don't spend $250 million over there to prove you're innocent of taxpayers' money. And these boys knew what the score was. What's going on over there on the wall? He must have been scared because the Bible said his knees was knocking like his legs wasn't even fastened on. Said just like his joints was loose. Finally, somebody started hollering, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Bell will preserve us. Bell. You still with me or you ready to go home? 
they come dragging Daniel out there. He looks at it. He said, I don't think, King, you're going to like this. Whether I like it or not, what's it mean? Well, King, about midnight tonight, you ought to show them what special casket you want to be buried in. Because your kingdom's all over with, Belshazzar. When the clock strikes 12 tonight, somebody's going to be skinning you alive. Thank you, thank you, Daniel. I'm glad you gave me at least three hours warning here. Somebody put purple robe on him. Make him the second under me in command. Because if I die, you're going to need somebody smart around here to take care of you. Bell will take care of him. Bell will preserve him. Here come the Medes and the Persians in their eyes and took his kingdom and destroyed it in just a matter of hours. Sit upon his throne and here was Daniel. And for some reason, Darius looked at this man who is proper, who is dressed proper, who knows how to reverence, to respect, to do honor. He said, yeah, I need somebody smart like you. I'll make you second in my kingdom. And here's all them boys out there with old Darius just fighting their guts out and everything else to get in the place to capture the joint. Kings, generals, captains, generals, majors, everything you can think of and all the shrunk heads sheriffs and everything out there and he makes Daniel hey Duras what's wrong with you you crazy thing don't you know we're the ones that dug the trenches turned the water out of this city don't you know the one, we're the ones that went up and burned the tires out and killed them people? Put our life on the line, you make him second in command. They said, well, we'll get him, boys. We'll figure out something. We'll get him some way. So they got to watching old Daniel every day and I'm going to tell you something even if Darius did take it didn't change Daniel's religion it did change religions but it wasn't the kind Daniel was in Daniel threw his doors windows open towards Jerusalem every day and began to pray to the God of the gods 
And I want to tell you people something. He didn't pray silently either. Some of you older folks in this church are trying that silent junk. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to get is silent junk results. Bible said he that calleth upon the name of the Lord the same shall be saved somebody said he got saved cause he called no the Bible said he that endureth to the end shall be saved I'm going to tell you you keep calling on the name of the Lord if you want to be saved this ain't a one time trip affair and you got your token into heaven Strive that you might enter in. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Daniel throw them windows open and them old boys have been trying everything they could think of, but they knew one thing. They knew the they knew the law of the Medes and the Persians. And they knew that if they got that king to make a law that he himself couldn't even break it. And they finally they said, now we'll make us a decree and what we'll do is we'll fix it up so that nobody can pray. They can only call on Darius' gods. And I'll tell you what, they fixed it up so Daniel's prayer life would stop. That's right. They found out where his power was. Do you know your worldly friends know where your power is? They'll take you to the mall and everything else during your prayer hour. They found out where his prayer life was. They found out where his power was. We just stop this stuff, we'll get him. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I'll be their God. And they'll be my people. you gotta humble yourself and pray I believe God could straighten out families in this church that's going haywacky but before it does mom and dad's gonna humble themselves and pray they're not just gonna lean on the pastor to do it they're gonna humble themselves and pray We'll shut your prayer life off, Daniel. That's what we'll do to you. We'll get you to quit praying. You'll be weak like all the rest of us. So they made a decree. And they got the king to put his seal in it. No more praying. And them guys probably got their chairs out. Sit down there under old Daniel's window. Well, we'll see now if he's big enough to just fool around with the king now. We worked our guts out to get his job, and he got ours out. We'll take care of him now, though. 
Got them chimes, them windows over their head, man. <coughs> self-sufficient God. Amen. No king like our God. Amen. Ooh, that's all we want to hear. Ain't no king like his God. Rice, you know what he said about you? Darius is pretty smart. If he'd have been born in the New Testament, he'd probably got the Holy Ghost. He knew as soon as these old boys pulled it on him, what kind of trick they pulled on him. Oh, Daniel's down there praying to his God. You know something else Darius knew? that that's where Daniel got his wisdom and power and that's what he needed second in command of his kingdom Amen. brother oh, I almost said thank you Jesus for stopping me from saying the name and a preacher said to me a few nights ago Finally, he talked to me long enough that he said what he should have said. He said, I'm finally learning something, Brother Elder. You can go out there in your zeal to convert anything. You're not going to get much done because the world wants to see what you got. I said, I'm glad you're learning that. It ain't how much you holler and how big you yell and how rough and tough you are. It's what you got and what you can present. Hallelujah. Some of us think we're going to show God off, but God don't get showed off. But by his mighty power and his own hand. You know what David said when he wrote the 23rd Psalms? Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I, I can preach for an hour on each verse of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me beside still waters. But wait just one minute now. You know why you're saved? You want to know why you're saved? He restoreth my soul for his name's sake. For his name's sake. If it's not for his name's sake, you're not going to put him on display. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So they come and got Daniel, led him away like Jesus to Gethsemane. And they said to him, we got you now. Well, what'd you do? Well, you was praying to your God. You wasn't supposed to do that no more. Oh, yeah, we made a law yesterday. We couldn't find you, so we made it without you. 
Hmm. What happens? Well, I imagine we got a bunch of hungry lions down there, and uh, we're gonna feed you to them. Hmm. Well, you fellas better let me go for a minute. I think I need to go pray about this. It's kind of scary sounding to me. I, I might need to touch God for this. No, he just started smiling, walking along with him. Either my God can deliver me or he can't. But I believe he wants to. How many of you believe he wants to? Hallelujah. He didn't have to go pray about it. He'd already been praying. He didn't even, well, he probably knew the last time he prayed it was coming. But he didn't care. They ain't stopping me from praying. I told them a lot of times, Brother Rachel, they throw me in jail, they'll be glad to get me out. One thing I'm going to order, I don't want that stupid shower down there. I want a deep bathtub. I want a deep bathtub. I like a big, deep, hot bath when I take a bath. And one that's deep enough you can baptize in. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I mean it. I'm not up here blowing off. I mean what I'm saying. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, they throwed him in there, but they didn't get no results because the angels of God had done got there before they did and locked those lions' mouths up, and all them cats did was lay out and stretch out so Daniel would have something to sleep on that night and stay warm and sit there and purr to him. And the next morning... That old king, he even had faith in God's, Daniel's God. He come a-roaring out of bed a long time before he normally did. Oh, Daniel, is thy God able to deliver thee? Oh, king, live forever. He is still God. He is still king of all gods. King of all kings. You don't get that kind of faith from reading novels. You don't get that kind of faith from reading funny books. You won't even get that kind of faith from reading Christian books. The only way you get that kind of faith is you and God communicate so much you know he's got a hold of your hand and you've got a hold of his hand yeah. 
That's how he knew. That's how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knows. And that's how the apostolics that are genuine apostolics that Jesus Christ is coming back for today, that's how they know. They've got a daily prayer life. They can show you where their knees go on the floor at. They know their God who deliver them. Not spiritual preachers. Not spiritual superintendents. They say, oh, you don't know. Sometimes us preachers will slip by a prayer warrior and say, keep praying, I need it. Press a little harder. You know, sometimes, Sister Kim, when I tell you press a little harder, it might not be for you. It might be for the church. Press in there. We need God today. This is a day we're going to need a miracle. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to accidentally open the door and find out you needed a prayer life. And today is the day you need a miracle. Let's stand and worship the Lord this morning.